So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. All right, Tony Jones joins us on Sports Saturday on ESPN 700. Tony Jones, of course, the jazz beat writer for The Athletic, also formerly of the Salt Lake Tribune. Tony, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, so Tone, I I follow you on Twitter. I've seen a lot of the Jazz. I've seen a lot of Jazz fans on Twitter. They're, they've been really concerned, to say the least, about some things that have gone on this season. Injuries. Uh, Mike Conley playing a bit subpar to start the season. Uh, Joe Ingles to start the season not playing too well. But they've played really well of late. They've won 10 out of their last 12. What do you attribute their recent success to? Well, I, I think, um, you know, if you, you know, I've covered, you know, pretty much all five of Quinn's, Quinn Snyder's uh, seasons with the Jazz, and, and he's got some, his team's have some um, uh, characteristics that, that, you know, kind of follow suit. Um, you know, pretty much every year they, you know, they start slow. Um, you know, they start to turn it around around December and in January and in January, they start to, to play really well. And they typically play pretty well in the second half of the season. It's, you know, every year is a new year. Every year is, is different, but you know, Quinn runs one of the more intricate systems in the league offensively. Um, yeah, and, and defensively as well. Um, you know, they do some things that are atypical uh, in terms of what they ask their guys to do on, on each end of the floor. You know, so sometimes, you know, that stuff takes you, get some getting used to, um, even with, um, you know, even last year um, when they bought back basically the, their entire roster. Um, so, you know, it, it's it was pretty easy to 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 you know forecast that the Jazz might start a little slow, um, especially um, especially you know with uh, some of the schedule challenges uh, that they've had. Um, they typically have a pretty tough schedule um, early in the season, so you know those are some of the things I attributed to um, this year. You know I think that the Jazz um, found some you know they they found some things of recent. Um, of late, and I think you know Joe Ingles being moved to the starting lineup, and rather than coming off the bench, is is one of the things that that's been uh, really big um, for the Jazz. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell's been really good at the point. Um, you know the schedule was lightened up. You know all of that stuff is a factor, um, but it, it's definitely not a question that the Jazz are playing well. The, the starting lineup. Um, they found some continuity with each other, and, and, and you know the new pieces are 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 uh, understanding how to play with, with with one another. You're around this team on a daily basis. What what's your sense of how the team feels about how things are going, and and what gives you the optimism that you've had telling people, hey, things are just fine. 
Yeah, I, I don't know that I call it optimism. I, I just think it's, you know, just kind of, you know, what I, you know, what I think in terms of, you know, analyzing what the talent is on the team, um, what the coaching is. Um, you know, when I say, you know, when the Jazz were, you know, getting their brains kicked in out east um, around Thanksgiving and I said everything would be fine, you know, that was, you know, those answers, that answer was layered. Like, you know, I could say everything will be fine and, and, and it could be short and sweet, but the the answer is really layered. Um, you know, I would say, A, the schedule's not going to be, uh, you know, that demanding for the remainder of the season. Um, B, you know, guys aren't going to miss shots like that for, for most of the season. C, there's too much talent on this team. Um, and D, the coaching is too good. So, you know, when you add all of that stuff and and then you add a front office that's, you know, that they've proven uh, over and over and over again in the past to be um, to to be aggressive when when they need to be. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I thought that they would would be fine. And I think that um, fine is a relative term this year because, you know, they could be fine and or they could be bad and make the playoffs this year. Like they have enough talent that they can make the playoffs without playing well. And, and I think that that's something that needs to be um, taken into account. But, you know, at the same time, I think when I say they're fine, I think that they are a team that, that still has a chance to reach um, that has a chance to reach the ceiling of their talent level and, and the goals that they set for themselves, which is, um, being, which is vaulted themselves, vaulting themselves into contender status. So, you know, I think that, you know, they 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 have a team that that's shaping up to be uh, one of the best collective shooting teams in the con- in, in the league, um, as well as one of the the best defending teams in the league. So, if they can figure out a way to stay healthy, they haven't been healthy all season, obviously, because they've they're missing Mike Conley for a lot of the season. Um, but if they can find a way to stay healthy, get healthy and stay healthy, um, they got a shot to, to do to, to do some things this year and, and next year as well. You talked about fine is a relative term. Obviously, I think going out and getting Jordan Clarkson signals that they saw this a lot of the same things, a lot of the same concerns that, that we're seeing and a lot of fans are seeing about how the bench isn't playing well and, and how things – if they want to contend, things need to change, especially there. But as you've talked to coaches and players and, and maybe some of the front office, what's your sense of how they feel things are going other than, hey, they obviously saw there's a weakness on the bench there? Well, I mean, I think when you talk to the players and the coaches, I mean, you know, those are, you know, they they look at things as, you know, this is a, a marathon and not a sprint. And, you know, even with, you know, even with the Jazz going out and getting Jordan Clarkson, you know, obviously that was a move to to, to bolster the bench. The bench needed to be bolstered. I think that there's no argument there. Um, but, you know, I don't think that – I don't think that anybody uh, associated with the Jazz was, you know, even remotely in panic mode or anything. Um, you know, I think when you talk to the players, when you talk to the coaches – you know, I think every, I think that, you know, 
all of those people understand that it's a long season. It's an 82-game season. They're going to be ebbs and flows to to to, um, to every season, and they're going to be multiple ebbs and flows to every season. The Jazz, you know, the Jazz aren't going to win nine out of every ten games for the rest of the season. That's just not going to happen. Um, you know, so there's going to be there there are going to be uh, struggles, um, but it's just about how they deal with with um, whatever adversity whatever adversity they hit, and it's also about how they deal with you know, when, when, you know, you win nine out of 10, do you, do you keep good habits? Um, you know, so do they come out, um, do, do they come out against Orlando on Saturday night and, um, uh, do they play well? Um, and win or lose on Saturday night, can they keep the same level on Monday against New Orleans? And then, you know, when the schedule gets tougher, can they raise their level against, um, what's going to be a tougher schedule in, in, in late January and, and in February. So, you know, it, that, all of that, all of that stuff matters. And, you know, I think that when you talk to the players and the coaches, you know, November and December, you know, that stuff matters and it means, it means a lot, but, you know, just because, um, you know, you lose five out of six, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not time to panic. So, you know, I think that the balance of um, trying to improve on a day-to-day basis, um, but at the same time um, realizing um, that it's a turtle race, an 82 game is a turtle race, um, I think that those are, those are some of the things that the Jazz uh, have been trying to have been trying to achieve, uh, and they try to achieve every year. So, we talked about the Jazz have been playing really well since that that big slide and Thanksgiving, starting Thanksgiving week, going in the first part of December. A big part of that, in my estimation, I think, finally finding a way to unlock Joe Ingles' production. It just happened to coincide with it being put in the starting lineup when Mike Conley got injured. So when Mike Conley comes back. What do you think? What do you expect the Jazz coaching staff to do? Do you think they just move Joe into the starting lineup, maybe put Royce on the bench, or what do you expect them to do to try to keep Joe playing at the level that he's been playing at with Conley out? Well, Joe Joe's production wasn't unlocked by being in the starting lineup. Joe's production was unlocked um, by playing most of his minutes with Rudy Gobert. That's the realization that the that that the coaching staff had and you know obviously that part coincides with being in a starting lineup the jazz think um that they have six starters so um when you look at mike conley uh donovan mitchell joe ingles rudy gobert royce o'neill and Boyan bogdanovich those six guys no matter what are going to play 30 minutes a night um you know, so the question is, um, whose game is the least would be the least affected by uh, going back to the bench, and that's probably going to be Royce O'Neal uh, because he he's probably going to be able to play the same exact way whether he comes off the bench or whether he's in the starting lineup. Uh, Joe Ingles uh, probably won't be able to play the same way uh, coming off the bench because. If he comes off the bench, he plays a lot of his minutes with 
he he plays minutes with Tony Bradley um, or Ed Davis. Um, so, you know, for those reasons, because you want to be able to keep, um, you want to be able to keep Ingles uh, minutes maximized on the floor with Rudy Gobert as his pick and roll partner. Um, I think that um, um, without knowing officially what the what, what the coaching staff will do, um, I'd probably say that Royce O'Neal be the be the person to come off the bench. Fair enough, Tony. I for the record, I agree with you there. I completely trust Quinn Snyder. I think he's shown us enough here, and it's was this his seventh or sixth year as the head coach of the Jazz. I think he's shown us enough for us to be able to trust him with these sort of things. He sees he sees Joe's playing better with Rudy Gobert on the floor. He sees him better starting games than when he was coming off the bench and not playing as many minutes with Rudy Gobert. I'm with you. I think it doesn't matter so much if he's starting or if he or if he comes off the bench. The point is how many minutes is he playing with the other starters, in particular Rudy Gobert, and how can how can the Jazz navigate that with six starters? And you only got five guys they can play on the floor at one time. Right. You know, and, that, and that's the thing. But, you know, I mean, it's not about who starts. It's about who finishes. But um, I definitely think, you know, the, the Jazz have gotten to a point where um, they, they have a, a really nice group of guys um, who they really trust. Um, so, you know, at this point, it's a, it's about trying to find that seventh guy and that eighth guy and, and that ninth guy. Um, you know, obviously the jazz are hoping that the, the seventh guy that they really trust is, is Jordan Clarkson. So, um, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to see what happens when Conley, uh, when Conley returns and, and how they, how they incorporate him, how they, you know, how, how they re incorporate him in the lineup and, and how they reincorporate him uh, in the rotation as well. Well, Tony, seriously appreciate you so much for taking, I we're recording this on a Friday night, taking your part of your Friday night in your hotel room in Orlando to record this with, to record this for sports Saturday. Uh, you do great work for the athletic. Tell our listeners how they can read your stuff there and go ahead and plug anything else you're working on for the athletic. Um, no problem. I mean, you you can uh, go to theathletic.com and and please subscribe to the athletic, and you can read my stuff there. and And obviously, you can find me on 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 Twitter, uh, lurking, <laughs> for for lack of a better word. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.